Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the September 1992 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. It's titled Masonic Philately by Robert A. Deming. Masonic philately is an interesting field within the hobby of stamp collecting. It unites the hobby of presidents and kings with the universality of Freemasonry. A collector does not have to be a member of the craft to become involved in this hobby, but knowledge of the fraternity does enhance the appreciation and enjoyment of this very interesting topic. The various collecting categories within this area are several, and one is not constrained to collecting just stamps. But first, let us look at the basic stamp collecting categories within Masonic philately. Of primary importance are those stamps which portray men who are known or strongly believed to be Freemasons. There are many, many stamps and Masons in this category. Within the United States, the foremost category is the group of 15 presidents who have at least been in initiated entered apprentices, covering the list from George Washington to Gerald Ford. Presidents have always been key subjects for stamps of the United States, with George Washington quite naturally leading the group in quantity. Many great military leaders of our nation satisfy the dual criteria of being Freemasons and appearing on postage stamps. Notable inclusions are General Hap Arnold, Admiral David G. Farragut, the first Admiral of the U.S. Navy, General Nicholas Herkimer, Captain John Paul Jones, and General Douglas MacArthur. Several U.S. astronauts were Masons and can be found on postage stamps issued by foreign countries. John Glenn, Gus Grissom, Buzz Aldrin, and Gordon Cooper lead this list. Add to these three categories those Freemasons who were not elevated to the presidency, were not in the military, and did not fly in space, but were otherwise noteworthy and thus honored on a postage stamp, and one has a significant number of individuals around which he could develop a meaningful collection. This later category would include Richard E. Byrd, Explorers Lewis and Clark, George M. Cohen, Ben Franklin, Clark Gable, Sam Houston, Sam Rayburn, and Secretaries of Treasury Bibb, Campbell, Cobb, Corwin, Duane, Guthrie, Manning, Mellon, Woodbury, and Wolcott. Collecting the stamps themselves is only part of the enjoyment of Masonic philately. Researching the hobby can far outweigh locating and purchasing of the stamps in time consumed and satisfaction achieved. For many of our philatelic brethren, the details of their Masonic membership are well documented and readily available. For others, the data is very obscure by virtue of lost or damaged records and can only be substantiated by hearsay or secondary references. Occasionally, new information is uncovered which can make Masonic philatelic collections more complete in their knowledge base or conversely, can eliminate a subject previously thought to be Mason, such as John James Audubon. If one wishes to expand his collecting interests beyond the confines of the United States, the boundaries are open considerably. The collection can include kings, princes, potentates, and all other foreign Masons. 
The revolutionists of South American nations also provide a fertile field for collecting and research. The quantity of stamps available to the Masonic philatelist worldwide numbers to the hundreds, even thousands. Masonic philately can also reach into ancillary areas. Some collectors feel constrained to collect only Masons pictured on postage stamps. Others prefer to expand to include stamp designs which are related to the lives of certain Freemasons. For example, the Liberty Bell was cracked, it is said, when tolling the death of Chief Justice John Marshall, a Mason. The Liberty Bell is pictured on stamps, so they would be applicable. Brother Frank A. Banks was supervising engineer of the Grand Coulee Dam, a stamp design. James A. Naismith, founder of the Game of Basketball. Gutzon Borglum and his son Lincoln, sculptors of Mount Rushmore. And Frank E. Herring, the first sponsor of Mother's Day, suggest further opportunities for collection enhancement. The possibilities are endless and are bounded only by the collector's imaginative and desire for further research into the area of Masonic philately. Examination of stamp designs and the use of a little bit of imagination and creativity can yield a collection of stamps which pictures each and every symbol of masonry. A working knowledge of Masonic ritual is extremely helpful in this aspect of the topical collection. Many foreign nations have issued stamps which honor Masonic anniversaries, such as Grand Lodge foundings, and picture Masonic symbols directly. A very popular adjunct to stamp collecting is the field of cached cover collecting. This medium allows the enhancement of the stamp design by added information in the form of illustrations, photographs, and text. Masonic cached covers date back to the late 1920s, and the number of creations is in the thousands. A catalog of these covers has been compiled for reference purposes. In the late part of the 19th century, postmasters used hand cancels to dispatch letters and to ensure that the stamps were not reused. These cancels were made of cork or other suitable materials and were crafted into several unique designs. Quite naturally, several postmasters, who were members of the craft, chose the square encompasses as their design of their cancel stamper. Other Masonic symbols, such as the triangle and an open Bible, were also used. The applications created stamps and covers which are quite rare and very much sought after today. Each of these facets of Masonic philately could be used to establish a worthwhile collection by themselves, or combinations thereof can result in a very impressive collection, which serves not only as a hobby, but as a powerful research and educational tool. Nevertheless, the number of Masonic philatelists throughout the world is quite limited compared to the number of stamp collectors. There are several organizations comprised of these topicalists, and some of them publish periodic newsletters. Overseas organizations include Masonic philatelic groups in Great Britain, the Netherlands, France, Italy, and South Australia. Here in the United States, there are local clubs in Denver, Colorado, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. The last, the George Washington Masonic Stamp Club, opens its membership to Masons of all areas and issues an annual newsletter. The Masonic Stamp Club of New York holds periodic meetings at the Collectors Club in New York City and publishes a quarterly newsletter. The Masonic Study Unit of the American Topical Association has been publishing a 10 or 12 page newsletter on a bi-monthly basis since April 1977. Welcome! Join these or other Masonic philatelic groups to enjoy a whole new dimension of our craft. And I am going to apologize now if I've been saying that word wrong. I know what it is, but I can't say I actually know how to pronounce it right. 
So with that, I hope you enjoy the uh, episode. And uh, if you do, please feel free to leave us a review or some comments. We've been doing this for about 62 episodes now, and we're looking for some feedback. Thanks, everyone. I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention again. Sometimes I find an article that uh, ties in really well with something that we had done on a podcast in the past. So what I'm going to do is go back and add it to that podcast and then re-release the podcast. So uh, in the May 2004 edition of the Northern Light, there is a a page here, an article about uh, Masonic stamps. Masonic being in that they are from Brother Masons. So this article is called The Stamp Act, A Philatelic Review by Robert A. Domingue. Uh, Burl Ives, born Burl Ide, Ivaho, was born in Hunt Township, Indiana, June 14, 1909. He attended East Illinois State Teachers College and played professional football. He became a singer of ballads and folk songs and played minor roles on Broadway. He was in Irving Berlin's This is the Army in 1942 and began his movie career in 1946. He made hundreds of records and became known as the Wayfaring Stranger. He died in 1995. Burl Ives was honored by Guiana with a souvenir sheet issued in 1996. He was a member of Magnolia Lodge No. 242, Santa Barbara, California, having been raised in 1977. Carl Schertz, an German-American statesman, was honored on a United States Post Office Great American Stamp in June 1983. He was made a Mason in Herman Lodge, number 125, Philadelphia, receiving all three degrees on February 23, 1855. Born in Liblar, near Cologne, Germany, in 1829, he studied at Cologne and was a doctoral candidate at the University of Bonn in 1847. The German Revolution of 1848 intervened and he became leader of a student revolutionary movement. He escaped to France and was expelled to England. He emigrated to the U.S. in 1852, was admitted to the bar in Wisconsin in 1859, and entered politics in 1860. Appointed minister to Spain by Abraham Lincoln, he became a brigadier general of Union Volunteers, rising to the rank of major general and chief of staff to General Slocum. After the Civil War, he served as a newspaper correspondent and re-entered politics in 1868, serving as a U.S. Senator and Secretary of the Interior. He returned to journalism in 1891 and died in New York City in 1906. Next is Sir Moses Montefiore, 1784-1885, was an Italian-born English Jew. He became very wealthy through his activities in the London Stock Exchange. Throughout his life, he was a benefactor of the Jewish people, giving a helping hand wherever and whenever needed. Among other things, he saved the Jews of Damascus during the 1840 pogroms and built the first suburb of Jerusalem outside the walls of the old city. He was one of the most influential Jewish personalities of the 19th century and was the first Jew ever to be knighted in England. Sir Moses was an active Freemason and a member of Mount Moriah Lodge No. 124 in London. There are two lodges named for him, one in London and one in Glasgow, Scotland. Israel issued a stamp commemorating him in 1981. Antonio Luna, a doctor of pharmacology, a brilliant writer, and revolutionary leader who opposed the U.S. occupation of the Philippines, was born in Manila in 1866. He received his BA degree in 1883 and his doctorate in 1890 at the Central University of Madrid. He was a member of the propagandist in Europe and had a short imprisonment in Spain. Although he was an excellent soldier, he was a poor politician and was murdered by his countrymen in June 1899 
in Cabanatuan Nueva Ecija. General Luna was made a mason in Spain and was among those who revived Lodge Solidaridad in number 53 in Madrid. He assisted doctors Pardo D.C. Tavera and Ariston Bautista in founding a triangulo in Paris under the auspices of Logia Solidaridad. He was commissioned with Serrano Loctal to secretly organize a Masonic Lodge in the Philippines to strengthen the propaganda movement. And finally, Andrew Johnson, 17th President of the U.S., was born in North Carolina in 1808. Self-educated, he was apprenticed to a tailor at the age of 10. When his family moved to Greenville, Tennessee in 1826, he opened a tailor shop. He served as a member of U.S. Congress in 1843-53, to Governor of Tennessee, 1853-57, to and U.S. Senator, 1857-62. to Loyal to the Union, he served as a military governor of Tennessee and then as vice president under Lincoln for just over a month. He succeeded to presidency on the death of Lincoln, serving until 1869. He served briefly as a U.S. Senator in 1875 to his death in July of that year. Brother Johnson received his degrees in 1851 in Greenville Lodge No. 119 and remained a member of that lodge until his death. He was a member of both the York and Scottish Rite bodies, being the first president to receive the Scottish Rite degrees. They were conferred by Benjamin B. French. He participated in many Masonic cornerstone lanes. He is pictured on a stamp issued by Liberia in 1981. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.